What happens when you gather uh, 16 homesteading experts and 100 plus homesteaders that want to learn more? You get Skillshare 2022. We just finished it up and it was an amazing time. We learned a bunch of lessons, connected with a ton of community, and we just wanted to share our experience with you and what we have coming up next. Take a listen. Hey friends. Welcome to The Schoolhouse Life, where we answer your pressing questions and share useful tools for creating your most fulfilling, self-sufficient family homestead. We go back to basics in all things family, faith, and farming, and we're eager to teach you what we've learned, everything from growing a garden to earning an income to living a less toxic and more nature-based lifestyle. We're thrilled you're here and hope you leave inspired to live your life as a schoolhouse too. Hey friends, so we are just coming down from the high of having an incredible event here on the farm this week. We, we finished up the Skillshare event. Homestead Skillshare was, I feel like, a pretty huge success. I keep telling everybody the day before, I said, why do we do this for ourselves? But then, you know, halfway through the event, I was like, oh my gosh, and now, that, now I remember this is why we do these things because people just in person with each other, there's just magic that happens. And I think that happened again this Sunday. So thank you all who came out. Thank you to the sharers, thank you to the the volunteers, especially thank you to the community that came and learned. And you know, we're still learning, but I think we just had a magnificent magnificent time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think the most amazing part to me was the people that I talked to. I would say at least eighty percent of them had just bought land. And, That's exciting. You know, we're just getting started, which to me is uh, yeah, very exciting because I mean, it means the homesteading movement is gaining traction. We have more people on our quote-unquote team mm -hmm. that are moving in the right direction, in, mm -hmm. in our direction, which mm -hmm. is the right direction, right? Hopefully. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. It's just a very exciting time. I think that, you know, our community is growing. It's growing quickly. And that means that, you know, we can have what we need. No matter mm -hmm. where, the, where the world turns to, we got each other, we got community, mm -hmm. and we've got water. I think that's what I, yeah, I think that's what I, the take home was just hearing each other, the people's feedback, just feeling very empowered and like, oh, okay, I got this. Like, okay, I don't, I have what it takes to do what I want to do. And I see that there's a community to support me in that as well. And that is what we really wanted to connect those dots. I think, you know, we have a lot of resources. We have podcasts, right? We have YouTube channels. We have, you know, these experiences online that, they feel great, you know, it feels like a great source of information, but when you talk to somebody in person and have real life conversations with people who are not just, you know, doing it, but also can help you in a very specific targeted way to feel like, yeah, there's there's nothing about them that makes them special that they can do it, that you can't do it. And there's not that degree of separation that tends to exist, I think, when you're talking about a source that you don't get to have that open conversation with. And there's something too about the commiseration, you know, we can have the same complaints, and that doesn't mean we're going to, you know, we're not going to quit because of that. It's just something that we can then brainstorm about and have new ideas and thoughts and, and progress. And I don't know, there's just something really magical that happens when people are actually together. And so that is what we're, you know, our real big goal with all of it was to make a space for those kinds of connections to happen. And I think they did. I think they did too. Yeah. I think that's like our biggest takeaway is like we were, we wanted to facilitate that community connection, and I think the next time we do this, we're going to allow even more space, space for, yeah. for a community connection. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't make it to Skillshare, we're sad you didn't make it. 
I'm sorry, we didn't have more space. We hope to I hope to have more space next time. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the demoers that we yeah. did have. Yeah. For sure. So first we had getting started with, with chickens with Kira Huffman. She's been on the podcast and she was a great resource. And we brought some little quail, quail that I just yeah. hatched and some of her favorite tools that she uses and just gave that her and her husband just gave tons of advice to folks. The format was that each presenter had about a 20 minute talk presentation and then, you know, some time for questions and then folks would move on to the next presenter and learn from them. Yeah. And I would say that she sold our kids. Lacey and I also did demos. So we weren't able to walk around to each one for very long, but she sold both of our kids on the ideas or two of our kids yeah. on the idea that we need a quail, yeah. which they generally are kind of opposed to getting more livestock unless they're little. Because they know it's going to be their work. Unless they're little and fluffy. Yeah. And I feel like... Quail are um, always little and fluffy. Yeah, right? I feel like that might have been the selling point. <laughs> okay, and then next we had small-scale butchery, or I'm sorry, no, chicken processing as well. So that was a great demo, and we were actually having... Chickens were being processed here, so it was a really great hands-on visual experience. You know, people could do it if they wanted to. They watched, you know, it in real life happen and kind of participated in that process. And I think that was huge for people who hadn't done it before, for sure. Yeah. And it was kind of funny. That one was a lot of like people kind of like 50 feet away watching. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't want to maybe get quite Super up close, close to it. You know, it was either you've done it before and you know what it's like, or you're like, oh my gosh, I don't think I could ever do that. And those people kind of like watch from afar and then slowly work their way mm -hmm. in by the end of the day. Well, that's how you feel even when you're doing it yourself for the first time. Like, okay, okay, I know other people do this. I'm sure I can do it. And then by the time you've done it three or four times, you're, it's just a part of your skill set. So, But how powerful is it to like see it in person? Because like you can watch the YouTube videos, but you don't get the smell and the sound <laughs> and the feeling until you're there. And right. I mean, man, yeah. I would have... I would have loved to have had that ahead of time. Before but, we actually yeah. started. Yeah. yeah. And that was with Josh and Jordan Kelly of Working Austin Homestead. And they're they're just an incredible resource. So I was grateful that they came out and they shared tons of wisdom with the folks who stopped at their demo. We had knife honing with Sean Prince. Uh, he showed all the great tools, the best ways to sharpen blades. And everybody knows, you know, a dull knife is a dangerous knife. And a sharp blade is really, really important when you're doing anything on the homestead, when it comes to butchering, I mean, even just cutting down trees and things, knowing how to sharpen your blade, the sieve, the, the lawnmower for Pete's sake, if it's a sharp chainsaw, blade, chain. yeah, if it's a sharp blade chain, it will cut and make your life a thousand times easier. So he did a great demo on that, just helping people. And all three of these so far, I think maybe most of the ones that we're going to talk about, we're going to have in-person intensives as well. So having more hands-on experience bring your knives and you can actually sharpen yours here but then we had matt uh, vaughn with micro dairy operations and he talked about milking cows and what that looks like and how like sort of the ins and outs of that and i know that so many people have questions about how to do, do dairy you know it's a big question yeah that's an intimidating one too i mean cattle most people you hear from are like ah, i just don't know they're such big animals and mm -hmm. kind of dangerous but mm -hmm. matt's a wealth of knowledge there so being able to like talk with him and pick his brain on what he's done he milks like six or seven cows by hand every morning before he goes to his day job so mm. i mean he's he yeah. knows a ton he knows a ton i talked about the nature's pharmacy so i gave some really great ideas about what plants you should get started with in terms of herbalist options on the homestead. And also we sampled some um, some lemon balm, spearmint to sane, and I answered questions about 
you know, how to make things and salves and balms and oils and tinctures and all infusions, all those kinds of things, which I love, love, love to share with people. Malia was here and shared about homestead cheese making. And I cannot wait for her intensive because I am dying to do a better job with that. I yeah. feel like, especially now that we have a cow we could potentially milk and have our own dairy, uh, it really inspires me to want to make more cheese. Because... I'm more excited about cheese than milk, quite honestly. Yeah. Like, if I was going to milk a cow, I'd want cheese over the milk aspect. I think so, yeah. Which, cheese, I mean, I guess is the same thing. Yeah, yogurts. I mean, there's just, like, culturing the milk, I Culture think, just milk, adds, yeah. adds even more. Uh, anyway, so I'm really excited. Malia did a great job, and she she demonstrated making... Ricotta, and she demonstrated making. What else did she have on her table? Oh, um, she had samples of her homemade yeah, gouda and yeah, Colby. That was a big gouda, I think yeah, Colby, so yeah. she just yeah, that was super great. Nick Desern from Millborough and Co was here, um, talking about organic market gardening, and he's just a wealth of knowledge. He fortunately, I got to talk to him once a week because he's our veggie guy, but he's doing an intensive on market gardening and organic gardening too, and I cannot wait for that because he's he's just developed some really incredible skills and practices that have made his production really, really, really good impressive so that was really great we also had drew of course did holistic homestead mapping which if you've listened to the podcast you know we're pretty we're really Hol into holistic focus the holistic focus yeah. yeah your context and how you want your homestead to look and i think a lot of people i saw them over there they were just enthralled by what he was saying and i think he he noticed that people were really just thinking in a different way about what they really want from their homestead which yeah I think a lot of times people step in and they start doing things one way because they see everybody doing it that way instead of taking a step back and saying, well, okay, big picture. What do I really want out of this? Right. And, and Drew helps them walk through those I think, steps. I think the big thing that I told people was like nature works in circles and spirals, mm. not in squares and straight lines. Mm -hmm. So when you start mapping out everything and designing things, like you start thinking about it from that aspect you know how can the only reason you need straight lines and squares is if you're using machinery to harvest mm -hmm. and once you get rid of that because you're probably not doing that mm -hmm. then you, you can transform your homestead to something enjoyable rather than these like straight lines of beans that are hot as all blazes in august to harvest from <laughs> but yeah yeah well so that's holistic homestead mapping also have an intensive coming up on that so check that out and then pork ryan was here and he talked about designing and making pig and chicken feed and he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to dealing with this kind of thing i mean he he's pork ryan so he knows his his topic he knows he's, that topic um, well he, yes his first name is actually ryan like yeah. the, like the river and then um he's a a pig man yeah like he specializes in pork mm -hmm. so he uh his nickname is pork rind mm -hmm. some people in my audience were like well, his name's really pork rind but <laughs> it kind of really is he's made it he's renamed uh, himself. yeah he's rebranded yeah but you can follow him online he is a wealth of, of knowledge and um is speaking often at a lot of the home center stuff that's going on because he just has a lot to share about marketing and and really making the most out of your homestead and then we have fiber arts with Raylene Grimm, and that was, I think, sh that booth was super fun. Lots of hands-on, experiencing a loom, experiencing spinning, experiencing a lot of the different techniques and processes that you can use on the homestead. If you're raising wool sheep, it's a great one to attend, even if you're not. I mean, it's just really fascinating. So we have wool sheep, and so we have lots of fiber process, and it's one of those skills that I think we all are curious about, want to try and experience, kind of like the pottery wheel, right? You just, yeah. You just want to try it, and, yeah. and she gave us the opportunity for that and has an intensive coming up as well we're going to do some dying natural dyes and uh it's just really exciting to 
to have people connect with the fiber arts and these folk arts in such a hands-on way. We also had Chantal Mullen out here talking about composting and black soldier flies and um, sort of all the variety of different ways that you can maximize your compost pile for your homestead. And people were just enthralled. She was walking people back and forth from our compost pile. It was great. And showing them the little fly larva and how they work. It was really, a, it was a great and very informative, informative she session. She had compost tea going and biochar. She's and setting up an intensive too. Yeah, yeah, she's doing an intensive That's also. awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then we had Wayne Vaughn was out here with the Art of the Longbow, which... If you have never, if you don't know what long bows are, it's a, you know, they're long. It's like a bow. Like, bow. think about the bow that they use in medieval times, like mm -hmm. the long bow. Yeah, and he's an expert bow maker, and so he was showing people that process. And it's just like one of those, again, folk crafts that I think people want to reconnect with these old-time skills that we don't yeah. have anymore. and he's got such a passion about it that you could just Even listen. if you're not interested, yeah. you're interested you when he's talking. You could listen to him yeah. talk for days about right. it. Right. It was really neat. And he was giving people an opportunity to really try it themselves. And then preserving the harvest, we had Kim Smith out here who's an expert at stocking her pantry with the fruits of her labor and doing, you know, she was talking about fermenting and dehydrating and all the different ways that we can preserve and canning as well and showing people what tools are involved in that and what's the best ways to get started in that kind of thing and again we have another intensive for that coming up too so i'm just really so thankful for them being out here i think everybody who came left just full to the brim with like excitement and enthusiasm and and knowledge and how to how to move forward on their homestead in ways that they knew they wanted to but just maybe didn't have the confidence or maybe there was just something new out here that was different than what they're already doing but i'm just thrilled too we got to meet a lot of the people in the community that we otherwise would not have have yeah. the opportunity to meet. I know. I feel like our community, our network has grown a lot mm -hmm. just from that. Like met a lot of amazing people that, you know, lived maybe an hour away or two hours away that we wouldn't have really connected with otherwise. Yeah. We had people coming from all over though. We have Virginia, Northern yeah. Virginia, which can be like a four hour drive. The North Carolina coast. North Carolina coast. South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. yeah. And, and then a lot of locals too. So it was a really great diverse crowd. We had a lot of fun. And the feedback we've gotten has been sort of the same. Like this was great. When are we doing it again? And there were a lot of people who had ideas about other potential skill sharers that we could have out here. Good ideas for making everything run a little bit more smoothly. It was our first time. So I think, you know, we're going to work out a bunch of kinks for the next time. Although you know, it went more smoothly than I kind of anticipated, to be yeah. honest. We didn't hit as many snacks as I thought we would. And we're still getting responses on our surveys from attendees and participants. And I think, you know, people went home and they want to stay, you know, be a part of the community and continue to grow that community, strength, strengthen that community, which is really exciting. And what do we have next? I mean, we'll be scheduling another Skillshare for sure. We're still deciding on how soon. I am sort of leaning towards fall, late fall. And Drew's like, oh, maybe spring. So yeah, we'll I'm leaning, see. I'm leaning to spring. <laughs> we'll Lace, see. Lacey's crazy. We'll see. It, the other thing i was gonna say is we have the intensives we have like all these other opportunities from our community to like learn other skills now that we're bringing into the schoolhouse mm -hmm. and i think over the winter we've been talking about like really kind of diving into some more like planning and mapping and things like that that you know when when we're all not working so hard on our homesteads we can sit down around a warm wood stove or something like that mm -hmm. and really talk about some of these perhaps plans. a retreat maybe a retreat or something so those are some ideas reach out to us if you have other ideas other things you want to learn about or different ways to learn we're you know we're community focused so let's do this together and really make it happen yeah yeah no i mean thank we can't do any of this alone it's you know, we may initiate, but to be honest, it can be a little frustrating halfway through when we feel like we're just doing it by ourselves. And then we remember everybody who's helped us 
and who is encouraging us. And that makes all the difference. And then when we come together, we're like, oh my gosh, everybody just needed to be together. And then, and then we feel fine again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we had a really wonderful time. If you want to check out the intensives, you can do that at our website. It's just the schoolhouselife.com backslash homestead workshops. And Skillshare you, workshops. Sorry. Skillshare workshop. If you go to the website, you'll be able to find it from there, just schoolhouselife.com. And yeah, we'd love to see you at those live events. But if you can't come because it's too far, just reach out and stay connected because we are constantly offering new things and trying to make it easy for people to, to learn, obviously. Yep. Right? Yeah. Never stop learning. Thank you for listening today. Yeah. Have a good one.